again everyone and welcome to another episode on let's talk about us with uche today i'm going to be talking about colorism specifically in the black community as usual if you're new to my channel please um if you're new to my podcast please download subscribe um share with your friends and family and if you're new to my youtube channel please subscribe like share and please hit that bell notification so that anytime i upload a video you'll be the first to know um, disclaimer, this is not to insult anyone. This is not to belittle anyone. I'm not meaning to sound condescending at all. This particular um, episode is just my own opinion from my own observations and even my own personal experience. Um, if you've been following my podcast, I talked about black people, the unanimous black sheep, where I, dis- I, I described why black people are the easiest to hate and why. And some of the, the ways we perpetuate the, the hate without even realizing that we are. Um, And also, I did talk about does black lives matter, you know, question marks, basically saying that if black lives does matter, it's very important that we bring the same energy that we put out there, you know, and bring it back into the the black community. So basically saying that while we're out there marching, protesting and asking for black equality and protesting that black lives matter, it is extremely important that we come back to the black community and keep the same energy. So, yeah, this particular episode is going to be talking about colorism. Um, before we get started, I'm pretty sure uh, most black people are familiar with what colorism is. Colorism is basically the idea that a lighter skinned sh- um, shade of a particular race is better than a darker skin. So colorism, it is, is on its own, it's, it's, uh, it's an extension of uh, racism. Racism basically is the idea that white is better and black is not. So the closer you are to black the bad the worse off you are and the closer you are to white the better off you are and then colorism is the exact same thing but except with people of the same generally the same race or ethnicity so with that being said colorism definitely does exist in basically every country every race every continent Um, there's also colorism in europe um, where not all white people are created equal apparently Um, i don't know if you're how familiar people are with the european history but there's also the caste system in Europe. You know, there's also um, there's a particular look that's more uppity. And I remember reading in high school that something about Irish people are not considered white enough or Slavic people are slave. That's where the, 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 the term slave came from, Slavic slave. Um, so back then, if you wanted a slave, there's there's a particular look for a slave, which is that, that Slavic look. And that was up until Europeans discovered black people in Africa and then they started enslaving Africans, that the whole picture of slavery changed from Slavic to black. So basically, um, colorism, again, it's, it's global. It's a pandemic of its own. I've been to um, India a few times, and I remember reading that India is one of the most colorist and also one of the most racist countries on the planet, which is actually very true. I remember I used to talk about this a lot to a few people, um, how the racism in America, even though it's bad, but this is a cute version, you know, compared to the real hardcore racism going on out there outside outside america at least here in america you know people have freedom of expression at least people can sue you people can challenge you legally and things like that but in other countries some of these up-and-coming countries second world countries third world countries where there's still racial inequality and diversity uh, racial diversity um that's not really an option for example places in 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 india where you still have the caste system um if you're darker skinned you basically you're by default, you're born, you're, you're more than likely going to die poor um, because there's no 
a lot of opportunities for you as a darker skinned person. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard about the the fair and lovely commercials, the fair and lovely Indian commercials, um, marketing lighter skinned. I should remember there's a particular um, Indian commercial that went viral a few years ago. This famous actor was talking to a younger, darker skinned Indian and telling them that unless he washes his skin with the soap, that he would not get a shot of success. This is quite sad. And also, it's, it's important for me to point out that even though a lot of us, we patronize Bollywood, it is very important to realize that Bollywood is not an accurate depiction of Indians. Um, again, I've been to India, uh, and I remember a lot of the India, at least in, in the part of India that I went to, um, I, I was in Delhi. There are a, lot of, a lot of Indians that I saw in Delhi look nothing like the ones in Bollywood. They look nothing like the ones in the, in the billboards. The ones in the billboards look super white, like, like Photoshop white. But realistically, when I looked around, nobody looked like that. Some of them actually looked darker than me. Um, the same thing is going on in, in North, uh, South America, especially the northern part of South America. A lot of people actually don't know this, but uh, there's a lot of black people in, in Latin America, in the Caribbeans as well, in, in Colombia, Venezuela, places like Brazil. Matter of fact, Brazil has the largest black population on the planet, on the planet outside of Africa. Um, so, yeah, let that sink in. But when you think of Latino, Latinx people, there's a particular image that's been pumped in us towards us, you know, as the Latinx phenotype, you know, that mocha, mulatto, mixed look, you know, like not too light, not too dark. But the truth is that there's a lot of black people who are um, Latin, Latin Americans who are Hispanic. Um, but these images are not shown to us because... They don't conform to the norm of what is considered beautiful, and that's an extension of colorism. But for the sake of this video, I'm going to focus primarily on black people, um, not just black Americans, but just, just black people in general, black people all around the planet. Again, the reason why I'm talking about this, this is an extension of the, the former um, episode that I talked about, Black Lives Matter, where where I was talking about how while we're out there pushing for black Black Lives Matter, black, black equality, that is very important that we bring the same energy into our own community because there's a lot of there's a lot of mess going on in the black community. In the hierarchy of race, black is all the way on the bottom, you know, white is all the way on top and black is all the way on the bottom. And collectively, we are the bottom of the barrel. So if systemic racism is tilted against us to favor the white race, and we're all the way in the bottom. It is extremely important that we don't perpetuate some of this, this loop, you know, whatever it is that's keeping us in the bottom. It is extremely important that we try to look within ourselves as a community and fix each other, fix ourselves so that while we're out there telling people to accept us and see us as humans, it is important that they also see that we see ourselves as humans because we could sit there talking about Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. They see the way we treat each other. Seriously, they wouldn't say it to you, but tr truly, truly, they see the way we treat each other, even at work, um, in our personal lives, in the media, on the Internet. Black people are the ones who drag other black people the most. I, I'm, To be honest with you, I've lived in this country for a few years now, and nobody has said anything much more hurtful to me 
than another black person and this is facts this is really facts you know the non-black people they may be subliminal with their shots but the black people it's like we have we we feel like we feel entitled to those shots our at our own people because i'm black and you're black so therefore you know i've earned it even though we think that no one is watching they are watching and this is why it is very difficult for them to respect us because they know that we don't even respect each other so yeah for the sake of this episode i'm going to be talking about colorism specifically towards the black community i do want to say that um part of this problem with colorism is subconscious bias you know subconscious bias has been pumped into our systems our media systems without us even realizing again this is a this is evidence of a systemically racist society you know when a system is tilted against our favor everything is is done in the favor of a whiter skin so people who watch media all the time, who watch movies, you know, who watch the news all the time, there's a particular image that's being constantly associated with a particular look. You hear, you hear things like fair and lovely, um, love, light-skinned, uh, beautiful, red-boned, sensitive, you know, things like that. And then you hear dark and masculine, dark and devious and dark and criminal there's always there's always a black person on tv getting arrested or getting thrown into jail or doing something messed up on tv so after a long while after these things are being constantly pumped into our heads we start to subconsciously start associating these colors um even unfortunately for our own selves without even realizing it i remember a few years ago i was just casually having a conversation with my mom and she said just so loosely she said something about it is not pretty for a woman to be dark-skinned and it's not pretty it's not good for a man to be lighter skinned and th that kind of definitely rubbed me the wrong way and um and especially because you know my mom has three daughters who are dark-skinned you know especially two of them are much darker and it's really it's really sad that a mother would say something like that i know that she didn't mean it to hurt my sisters at all and I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure she wasn't thinking about them at that time but it just this goes to show you how deep this is how deep and problematic this is i remember my mom also used to say something like between me and my brother whenever we're getting married it's, it's important that we look for somebody who is lighter skinned you know preferably someone hispanic or a whiter skinned you know so that our kids can come out beautiful and it's really sad this is coming from a black woman who has black kids so basically you asking what are you trying to say you know what what are you trying to say that we're not beautiful i mean we're black kids with black moms and black dads you know are we not beautiful enough for you i'm pretty sure she probably wouldn't say that directly to her face but it's it's not just what you say your kids are smart enough to absorb the subliminal your energy speaks a lot and i remember back in college when i used to tutor i remember going to tutoring this white lady her kid and she was saying something about and i've heard this multiple times she was saying something about um how she doesn't like her white skin she's always preferred biracial kids you know because when black and white get together and make a baby the baby is better looking and blah 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 you know and i feel like she was saying those things to me because she wanted to pump my head up or something like that but that also rubbed me the wrong way i really don't care if you don't like your white skin i really don't care i'm okay with my black skin but the fact that she felt so comfortable saying something like that to me you know because she thought it was going to pump my head and make me feel better about myself you know that black is beautiful but even though that you're not promoting my type of black you're promoting a biracial type of black which in my opinion biracial people are not black anyway because that's 50 percent white and 50 percent black or 50 percent black or 50 percent of something else and it doesn't make any sense to completely erase 50 percent of somebody else's um genetic makeup but that's just my opinion 
But anyway, what I'm saying is you see a lot of this this narrative being painted a lot. I've also mentioned that um, over the years, the definition of Western beauty has definitely shifted from white, you know, white, blonde hair, blue eyes to more biracial looking. Now you see a lot of uh, Hollywood actresses, um, black fishing. It's more subliminal black fishing, but some of them that are more extreme or have been called out. But you see that, you know, they're gradually, they've been black fishing over the years. Black fishing, for anyone who doesn't know, black fishing is basically when a white person or a lighter skinned person is using makeup or filter to darken their skin so that they can, um, so that they can appear more African uh, or at least phenotypically, well, their skin color appear darker, even though they have phenotypical features of their own ethnicity so it could be a white person painting their skin to be darker but they still have european features like the thin nose the blue eyes and the straight hair and things like that the only thing that is different is just a skin skin color being darker and this is quite problematic and the reason why it's problematic for me anyway is because black people we've always been told that we're not good enough in literally everything, everything black people have done in in Africa and away from Africa, we've been told we're not good enough. We've had to fight so painfully hard for everything. So now we're barely getting recognized after we've cried and, you know, forced our way through the door. And now not only are you still limiting us, you're telling us that in order for you to be black, you have to be this type of black. So as in you can be dark skinned black as long as you look like this or you can be black as long as you look racially ambiguous like this or you can be dark skinned as long as you have your centric features like this like thin nose thin lips and this and that you know things like that and that is quite problematic because most black people don't have those kind of eurocentric looks most black people we have more afrocentric looks you know we have the big nose the big lips you know the broad face broad shoulder um dark skinned um, the 4C West African hair, that's more common for black people. So black fishing has been a problem for a long time. And I don't know if people people notice this. People like, um, what's it called? Um, Ariana Grande, she's been black fishing for a long time. I remember she used to be in, a, I think, Disney or Nickelodeon or one of those little shows back in the day. And she used to be much lighter skinned. She looks like a real pale white girl. Now she's looking more biracial. I was actually watching one of her music videos that she released about two years ago and i'm just looking looking at the difference comparing her from when she was a kid to now the black fishing is definitely very strong this is to show you that you know the definition of beauty for what the western world at least america has definitely shifted from white blonde hair blue eyes to biracial racial ambiguous type of thing and this is problematic because those people are not black it's like you can be black if you look like this but the problem is that those are not black. We are still looking to be recognized. We black people, we're still fighting to be recognized. We want to be rep re uh, uh, represented, not just in media, but also outside of media, in leadership, in government, in in the police force, in the military. You know, we want. I want to see more black CEOs. I want to see more black entrepreneurs. I want to see more black doctors. I want to see more of us being represented in a positive light, limelight without the need to associate ourselves with any European standards back in nigeria i remember there's a study that that came out that said that i think 77 percent of african women or nigerian women bleached their skin that's basically eight out of ten which is quite sad and i remember when i lived in nigeria even even though i don't live in nigeria right now i see a lot of people especially women who lighten their skin you see these women they look much lighter skin their husband their husbands look darker and their kids look darker you're wondering what the heck happened 
you know i remember back in the day i used to follow this instagram page on about nigerian weddings and i used to i used to mention that it's really interesting how i felt like 100% of the men were dark skinned and like 90% of the women were lighter skinned and i used to also mention like tease how if i didn't know anything about nigeria i would have automatically thought that the men in nigeria were darker skinned and the women in nigeria were lighter skinned just based on what i was what that was being projected to me by that instagram page um and also you see the same thing in nollywood as well nollywood is the nigerian version of hollywood you see a lot of the lead female artists are usually lighter skinned it's very rare for you to see a dark-skinned Nigerian woman doing big in the industry. And usually when you do see her, it's because she has much undeniable talent. Like, her talent, it just glows and shines up the whole room. The same thing's going on here in Hollywood as well. I see a lot of lighters. I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to sound condescending at all, but... In Hollywood as well, I see a lot of lighter skinned, no talent having people, especially women, you know, in Hollywood, a bunch of light skin, big booty, big titties, but there's no talent. But that's just because they're beautiful, apparently, you know, just because you have a lighter skinned, um, big booty, big titties, and someone gives you a role to represent the black community, which makes no sense. But hey, I understand light skinned people, they didn't choose to be light skinned, especially, you know, the ones who are naturally light skinned and they need to be represented. But what I'm saying is that black people, we need to represent, we need to be represented and we can be represented out there if we're not represented on our own. Um, and the whole colorism thing has become so ingrained in us that it's so loosely, it's so, it's so done and said so loosely. I remember seeing so many memes on colorisms and or even some some derogatory remarks on colorism talk about tar baby i hope my baby doesn't come out as dark dark as night you know burned burned like my leftover or something like that or i hope my baby comes out with good hair i've seen some of those memes about you know something about uh, what you ordered and what you got basically the people who who try to have biracial kids and they think that their biracial kids are going to come out with blue eyes and blonde hair and curly hair loose curl hair um, but then the kid comes out as much darker skinned or darker colored eyes and more 4c hair and this is very sad this is very sad because these kids are being fetishized the reason why you're having these kids is not because you genuinely care about them you just care about what they look like so they can become your trophy kids so you can basically display your kids and be like yeah well this is my kid look at your kid over there looking looking dark as night you know it's quite sad i, I don't know if people are familiar with the the youtube rap battle that went viral a few few months ago i think about these black rappers rapping one of them was rapping about basically clowning the other the other rapper saying that his daughter is going to be hard to want and his daughter his own daughter is going to be hard to get you know so he's saying that his light-skinned daughter is going to be hard to get because she's light-skinned and she's beautiful and people are going to want to you know want her and blah 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 and blah and then the other one basically saying that the the the, the other one's daughter is going to be hard to, to want because she's dark skinned and, you know, and everything negative about dark skinned girls and, you know, how he's going to pay something about paying $30 so she can perform oral sex on a bunch of men for free or something like that. It's quite disturbing, especially considering that these girls are six years old. I'm going to try to find a link of this video so you, you can watch it. It's 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 quite sad. It's very it's very embarrassing. Again, this is how low we think of ourselves. We say these things so loosely without even realizing that these things are harming us. And just like that video went viral, everyone saw it. 
and this was just a few months ago before this whole Black Lives Matter thing. And everyone is seeing this, you know, just like everyone is noticing this whole Black Lives Matter movement going on right now. How do you expect them to take us serious when we can't even take our own self serious? You have a bunch of black men disrespecting two six-year-old kids that apparently don't even exist because, you know, according to the news that came out later, that the kids don't even exist. It was supposed to be a joke. Joke or not, it doesn't matter. How do you expect them to take us serious when this is how black men, especially dark-skinned black men, because when I looked in that room, it was all dark-skinned black men, this is how commonly and loosely we disrespect our own kind just based on color alone so you can sit there saying that black lives matter but the truth is your actions your actions is what speaks the loudest your actions the speaking part the hashtagging part the picture part the fist pump part that's the easy part they're actually implementing it into your own life that is the that's the real work and until we're ready to work together and change this narrative not a damn thing is going to change black people seriously it's not going to go away anytime so we need to be very careful even with women as well black women i've i've heard a lot of black women say something like oh i just prefer dark-skinned men because dark skin dark-skinned men are masculine it shouldn't be dark-skinned men are masculine it should just be men are masculine period because if you're saying that dark-skinned men is masculine, you're basically implying that the masculinity is coming from the fact that he's dark. So, therefore, a woman who is also dark is also has some masculine traits to her, which is a narrative that's been pumped for a long time. Notice this whole Black Lives Matter movement. A lot of um, the women who are marching, a lot of the girls who are marching for the whole Black Lives Matter, they're dark-skinned women. Dark-skinned women. A lot of the mushmouth celebrities are not even out there doing anything they're just on instagram hashtagging black lives matter fist bump this fist bump that blackout tuesday but you don't see a lot of these rappers on the streets i see a lot of dark-skinned warrior black princesses out there but the sad thing is that at the end of this whole black lives matter movement wave these mushmouth rappers are going to go back to releasing music videos with a bunch of lighter skinned black women so it's like what are you fighting for black women you're fighting for these idiots to not even represent you you know what i mean it's it's quite sad so you, we need to be careful collectively we need to be careful with some of the things that we use to describe ourselves you know feminine uh being associated with light skin feminine is light skin pretty beautiful graceful blah 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 and then dark skin is considered masculine aggressive strong because even though you're you're describing black men, you're also describing black women. This is why black women, a lot of black women, find it harder to get married. They find it harder to get um, to get booed up because of things like that. Because of these this narratives that dark skin is not attractive. Because dark skin is masculine. There's also a heavy amount of colorism in the LGBTQ community. Just like there's a heavy amount of racism in the LGBTQ community. Which me personally, I'm very surprised. Considering the fact that the LGBTQ community is a group of marginalized people. You know what I mean? You would think that a group of people that literally parade every, every year asking for equality they would stick together you know but apparently that's not the case in the lgbtq community racism is huge and colorism within the black lgbtq is huge again in the in the racist lgbt um the black is all the way on the bottom and then within the black lgbt there's colorism 
as in the darker skin you are the less desirable you are unless you fit a particular mode and i blame this on pornography i blame this on hollywood i blame it on um the media for pumping these particular images associated with black men you know basically fetishizing black men black men have become objects to be fetishized over like i asked in one of my previous episodes what positive stereotypes do you know about black people in general apart from the the whole black men have big tools or they're good with sports or something like that what other positive stereotype none zero that's it everything stereotype has something to do with physical has something to do with uh, sex drive has something to do with being good in bed and that's it and this is why a lot of times when a lot of non-black people they're interested in a black person especially black men a lot of times it ends up being sexual because there's not a whole lot of positive image of black people out there at all black people were seen as lazy were seen as stupid were seen as unattractive were seen as deviants criminals that just the list just goes on but there's not a whole lot of positive image you know and a lot of times you see and me i can i can attest to this a lot of times when you see a non-black person show interest in you a lot of times you're just a fetish to them and uh, after a while you start to see yep you were definitely a fetish for them and i'm going to make an episode on that how to know if somebody is interested in you as a genuine person or if if you're a fetish to them if they're someone of a different ethnicity or race i'm going to make a whole episode on that and break that down so we don't confuse love with fetish um but yeah racism is is a thing and colorism is an extension of that racism and we black people we perpetuate this without without realizing this you know again i honestly don't blame white america too much for this even though systemic racism is is in their favor but let's keep it real you know they believe in survival of the fittest you, part of survival of the fittest is creating a system that is tilted in your favor to favor your people so if they've created a systemically racist society that favors them and tilted away from the black race you know to the point that success has a face the whiter you are the closer you are to success and the further away from from whiteness you are the further away you are from from um success and when you look at the black people that are given an opportunity to to succeed especially black women as a matter of fact a few months ago i did like a quick research on the top 10 successful black men and black women on the planet and i realized that the top black men the 10 of them 10 of them um out of 10 of them about 8 of them had lighter skinned wives racial ambiguous wives or wives of completely totally different ethnicities and their kids look nothing like them you know so that their blackness has definitely been erased you know and the same thing too with the the women the black women i realized that the black women out of 10 of them eight of them were lighter skinned you know people like beyonce rihanna you know these are the people that are allowed to or at least given the most opportunity to excel in a racist um society a systemically racist society You know, look at people like Beyoncé, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna. We can't all be like them. And look at even the rappers, even especially the dark-skinned rappers. Matter of fact, not even just the dark-skinned rappers. Look at the top black entertainers, the top black people. Even outside of entertainment, a lot of them their wives are light-skinned, racial ambiguous, biracial, white. You know, look at people like Kobe Bryant. Look at, you know, the NBA players, the NFL. I remember a few months ago, I was just at work and I just out of curiosity, I don't watch sports, I don't watch TV. I really don't care about anything on TV. I think it's all trash, but I remember just being on Google and just typing and just looking at the, you know, the most successful athletes, black athletes and looking at their wives and girlfriends. Maybe out of the 20 that I looked at, only 3 of them had dark-skinned black women, as in women who are my skin tone or darker. You know, a lot of them they were white. 
racial ambiguous biracial something lighter skin so it's like we keep talking about this whole black lives matter black lives matter black lives matter do we do we truly believe that our black lives matter do we truly and what hurts the most is it's our own people again going back to the whole hierarchy of racism um from white to black you know collectively black people are the bottom of the barrel collectively you know again if you haven't seen that uh, uh that episode where i talked about black people the unanimous black she basically breaking it down why black people are some of the most disliked people on the planet and why how we perpetuate that i'm gonna add a link below so please go check it out but uh, that aside the, what hurts the most is the fact that us black people we perpetuate this we we reinforce this whole narrative on our own selves without actually breaking that going deep down into our own community and breaking down some of those barriers some of the things that are keeping us in that loop that is the saddest part of this whole thing we perpetuate this we hurt we are hurt the most by the world and then within our own world we hurt our own people the most so dear black people black lives will not matter until all black lives matter I'm going to say it again. Black lives will never matter until all black lives matter. doesn't matter what kind of black you are. Light skin, black, dark skin, black. Man, woman, young, old, gay, straight, bisexual, um, gender conforming, gender non-conforming, Christian, religious, not religious. It doesn't matter. If you're black, you're black. American black, African black, Caribbean black, Latin American black. We are all in this shit together. Seriously. And just like I explained in the pre previous episodes, um, we need to get rid of these um, unhealthy European standards. We really need to. These European standards were not created for us. They're created to favor the Europeans, people with the Euro European features. They're not created for us. There's no reason why we need to keep looking up to these standards. We need to create our own standards, right? Starting with our own selves. You know, check yourself and check people around you. Seriously. I remember a few years ago, I remember this Caribbean guy from the virgin islands he is black much darker than me actually and he was just loosely talking to a bunch of soldiers um and he said that he would never marry a dark-skinned black woman he may sleep with her but he would never marry her because you know they're crazy and this and this and that which is quite sad considering that this man as dark as you are i'm pretty sure that your mother is dark and these are the same people who would go on instagram and facebook and post something about their mothers on mother's day you know not so flattering pictures of their mothers by the way okay let's just keep it real but you're going on mother's day and you know basically blowing up everybody's timeline talking about how your mother is strong and beautiful and blah 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 and blah but then you're bringing down another black woman who is somebody's potential potentially somebody else's mother we need to check ourselves, you know, check yourselves before you wreck yourself. Even me, myself, I have to catch myself, you know, I have to um, check myself, too, because this whole colorism thing, this whole self-bias thing is something that is so naturally ingrained in us without us even realizing how detrimental it is to ourselves. So look in the mirror, you know, look in the mirror, constantly check yourself before you say something derogatory to somebody just because of their skin color. Imagine if they were of a different race or skin color. Um I remember talking about how uh, people are quick to make excuses for you if you have the right skin color, if you have the right looks, but then they, they would uh, rebuke you much harsher for a lesser crime if you have the wrong skin color, in quotations, wrong skin color. So check yourself, you know, b before you, you just loosely say certain derogatory things that could be killing another black person check yourself seriously especially for people who are having a bunch of kids not just for yourself but for your kids because your kids are the future of tomorrow 
Okay, when we're gone, when we're dead and gone from this planet, the, the the kids that you're having, they're going to be the replacements. Would you want your kids to go through the same BS that you're going through right now? As a black person, I know how much it hurts. And I understand that in a word of patriarchy, I am favored more because I'm a man, you know. So colorism doesn't really affect me as bad as it does with women, but it still does. You know, colorism is not synonymous to just women only. It's not just for one particular um, gender. We are all collected, co collectively connected, you know, and uh, affected by this. So, um, if I had a kid, I wouldn't want my kid to go through half of the things that I'm going through right now. So, for all the people having kids, at least for your kids, at least for your kids, check yourself, check people around you, educate yourself. Because at the end of the day, we're all black. Seriously, we're all black. Doesn't matter what kind of black you are. Doesn't matter if you speak English or not. Doesn't matter how tall you are. Doesn't matter how light skinned you are. We are all black. And while we're out there shoving it down people's throat that our black lives matter, we need to keep the same energy. Bring that same energy back home. Keep the same energy because black lives will never matter until all black lives matter. This is the end of this episode. If you enjoyed my spirit, if you enjoyed my message, please make sure to subscribe to my podcast. Please make sure to download, like, and share. Um, if you're new to my YouTube channel, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, and please hit that bell notification so that anytime I upload a video, you'll be the first to be notified. Please visit my website at www.letstalkaboutus.org. That's www.letstalkaboutus.org. Visit me on social media. Facebook is Let's Talk About Us with Uche. Instagram is Let's Talk with Uche. And if you want to show encouragement, support, please send me an email at letstalkwithuche at gmail.com. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.